Rabosai, we are on daf. We are on daf kuf Alf. We're starting from daf tzadi tes amad base. Ten lines from the bottom, ashpa. Okay, we learned in the we learned in the Mishnah ashpa rishusarapim. We said that if there was a trash heap in the public domain, so we were able to throw things from the window from the window above into the trash heap because the window and the trash heap are both private domains. Mm-hmm. says, one second, don't we have to worry that maybe maybe the trash heap will be diminished? Be taken away and it'll, not, it'll become less than ten, and it won't be and it won't be a, a private domain. Okay, it'll become it'll become part of the it'll, it'll get low. It'll become part of the uh, of the public domain. So don't we have to worry about it? The answer is well, Rabbi, didn't we have such a case where we really worried about it? I'll give you an example. There was once a certain alleyway where imagine the houses are on the are on the back wall. And then, and the, and the front wall opens into the public domain. On the two sides, one side kolaliyam, one side was, went to the sea, and the and the wall of the sea was considered a tenzvachim wall. Okay, kolaliyam, liyam, echad, echad, kolashpo. And once one side ended on the sea, and one side ended with a trash heap, which was also ten eyes. There was no problem. So you were bounded on three sides. Rebbe, and the case came before Rebbe. He didn't. He didn't say whether it was permitted or not. It was forbidden or permitted to carry. He didn't say it was permitted to carry the chayshinon because he was afraid. We were afraid. We can't say carry because we always have to be afraid that the trash heap will be diminished, will be taken away, and it won't be bounded. He's also worried that perhaps also in the seawall, if 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 Debris will, will line up and it'll take it so that the curve, the, so that the angle of the seawall is not sharp enough to be called a wall. It'll be called flat, okay? It'll become part of the seafloor. So on both sides, we're worried that either the seawall or the, or the trash heap will be diminished and we won't have a side. But Yisrael Omar, on the other hand, he didn't, but he didn't say it's forbidden to carry. Why? Because at this moment, the, the, indeed, the partitions of the seawall and the partitions of the, of the trash heap were there. But you see that we do worry about a trash heap being taken away. So how come in our mission we don't worry about the trash heap taken away and forbid him to throw the water into the trash heap even, even, when, even when it's there? There's a difference between a private trash heap and a public trash heap. A private trash heap, in the Rebbe's case, that's where we're afraid the guy will take it away. But a public one, okay, we don't, because we, a public trash heap is not usually taken away. We don't have to worry about it. Says the Mishnah, Elan Shayamesechal Arts. Now you have a tree whose branches, whose branches come down, uh, okay, they're, they're 10 high, and then they swoop down and they come within three tvachim of the earth. So you imagine you have like, an, like a big, deep umbrella. And it makes walls that are that are within three tefachim of the ground. That's considered a wall. So we said it's like I like preempted. If the if the foliage, if the branches are, are coming down within three, they're not three above the ground. And you can carry underneath because you have the tree itself forms uh, forms a four sided. Uh, a four-sided private domain. We learn furthermore, you can carry in it. Let's say roots uh, are above three from the ground, okay, above three again. You're not allowed to sit on them. And why is that? Because in general, the rabbi said you're not allowed to use a tree uh, for any purpose. You can't sit on it, you can't lean on it, as we'll see, all these things. Why? Lest you'll come to Break a branch off, and you'll do harvesting on Shabbos, or take or take a fruit off on Shabbos, and uh, whatever it is. So therefore, we don't use it at all. So once something within three, it's considered the ground. But once it's above three, it's considered a tree independently, and you cannot use that root. You can't sit on it, etc. Shoshin, now we uh, we learn furthermore. 
So that's what we learned. Says the Gemara, But I want you to know that even though we said that this tree can form a Rishus HaYachid, even if I, so you know we have a rule that anything that's bounded by partitions that wasn't made for a domicile is limited, even though it's truly from the Torah, or Rishus HaYachid, a private domain you can carry, if it's more than two base saw, more than 5,000 square, almost you're not allowed to carry because it wasn't made for a domicile. That the rabbis made, the rabbis made a rule and you're already limited. They have to treat it, they have to treat it not like the true Rishus HaYachid that it is. So he said the same, so he's saying the same thing over here, that if the, that if the, if, if it's more than two base saw, if the, if the area under the tree is more than two base saw, you can't carry I Why? Maybe I made it for a domicile. The answer is even if you purposely made the tree for that purpose, the only, when they do it, they do it really for watchmen who are guarding the fields around it. Nobody, they don't make it as a real house. They make it as a place for, for watchmen guarding it. Anything, okay, and we have a rule, my time, and what's the reason? I'm preempting. I'm, okay, what's the reason? As it says, what's the reason? Because it's a domicile, which is really made for the outside. No, it's not made for the inside of the, of the house. It's really made for the watchman to guard the area outside. So it's really made for the watchman to guard the area outside the tree. Any, any domicile whose usage is for the air outside, we don't carry it to time. It gets the rule like a place that, well, it wasn't really made for a domicile. Even though the watchman is sleeping there, it, it's ruled like it doesn't have a domicile and you can't carry if it's more than two base saw. We said if the roots are more than three above, Itmar, okay, now we have a famous argument here, and that is like this. What happens, we're going to see this thing, what happens when, when it's hard to judge whether I'm three above the ground or not? Why? Because the, for various, in various cases, I can look at it one way that I'm three above the ground. I can look at it that I'm not three above the ground. So we're going to see a machlokas of Rav Sheshis and, and Rabba. And it's essentially going to, and Rabba. And essentially Rabba is going to say that as long as from two, from, if we look at everything as having four sides, as long as from two sides of the four, we can see it as less than three above the ground, we can be lenient. And according to Rav Sheshis, if even one side looks like it's, like, like it's three above the ground, and we have to be we have to be stringent and look at everything coming from that place. I said that and you can it's a big that's controversial what I said and I welcome I welcome the arguments and we'll we'll have a big fight but at least that's a good starting way to understand things. Shrasha we said so he said Shrasha Goyimar so he said Let's say let's say a root it, it travels upwards it goes above three and then it dips down back below three again so one part of it's above three and part of it's below. Rabba says that you're allowed to use the part of the part of the root that's back, that's below three. You can use even though the upper part, even though the upper part went above, it doesn't matter. Even though the part once it goes back down again, you can use it. Rashi says that you cannot. The part that goes dips down again, you can't use it. Rabba says you can use the part that dips back down to Since it dips back down and feel less than three from the earth, it's considered like the earth, and it's not considered the tree that you're not allowed to sit on. says you can't, even the part that dips that back down, even though it's less than three from the earth. The cave in Mikochi seems it's coming from a forbidden place, from the root that had dipped above, that had gone above. Even the part that dips that back down below, Asurim, they are still forbidden. Okay, now we're going to look at cases that are all that are all similar arguments. They're hard to see, but if you take the rule I gave you, I think it'll work. The Dhamma Commissionist, the Commissionist, let's say it's like the slopes coming down from the from the from the apex of a mountain. Okay, so you, for example, the root will go up, but instead of the root just coming straight down, you have off offshoots coming off of the root that come down that that'll that'll that'll, that'll come down below three. The Salkin Laela, so okay, so if the, okay, so those roots that shoot back down. Okay, 
The ones that are above three, the, okay, uh, okay, Asurim, that's clear. There's Pashat there, but also they're above three. The Nestachal and Satoy, the ones that are completely, the, the ones that, if the roots come out from the, from the, from the main root that went up, Below three shower, they're certainly they're certainly permitted. There's no question about it. Let's start them, but what? Let's say the, it goes up, and part of the offshoot root is above three, and part of the offshoot root is below three. Plucked at the Rabba Rav Sheshis. That's again the same argument of Rabba Rav Sheshis. Do I look at? Do I look if I can? Since I can see it as below three, I see it below three according to Rabba. And since I can see it as coming from above three, uh, as, as 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 above three, because it's coming from above three, it's forbidden according to Rav Sheshis. The Chena Nigra. The same thing. Let's say, let's say you have a ditch. With a tree growing in it, so and 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 the tree, the ditch is narrow, so the so the tree fills up. The tree's abutting, uh, uh, you know, right up against two sides. Let's say two the, the two sides of the ditch, and the long from the other side, the long way, or what do you would call the width, it's uh, it's open. So here, from two sides, you can look at it. The tree, the, the, and now the tree grows less than three above the ditch, and it's more than three from the ground at the bottom of the ditch. So now it depends how you look at it. They're gonna have the same argument. Rav Sheshi says, listen. I can, since I can see it, since I can see it as coming from the ground, you have to see the part above, even though it's below three from the upper ground, you have to see it more than three from the lower ground and it's forbidden. Robert says, no, since at least from two sides I can see it as coming from the higher ground, I have to say that it's less than three from the higher ground, and it's good, and, and, and you're allowed to use it. The chayim b'karen zav is the same, let's say a tree is, 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 is growing right up into the corner of two walls. Well, interesting, when a tree's in the corner of two walls, it's actually, if you think about it, it's covered from three sides. It's covered. It's covered from the corner, the side, the side. Just one side is open. So there, uh, uh, so there again, it's covered from. It's covered from three sides. The same thing. And and now it, it goes above the wall, less than three tvachim. So Rabbi will say, listen, since from three sides, I can since from three sides, I can look at it as what as uh, as uh, um, as uh, coming from above the wall. It's coming from above the wall, so it's less than three. I'm allowed to use the area above the wall. And, and the Rav Shesha says, no, since I can see it as coming from below, it's coming from a forbidden place. From one side, it's also. Once there was a, once there was a, a date palm of a bai, it was growing inside of his house, and it was coming out of the skylight up from the, up from the top, less than three above the roof. After the comment of Yosef, he wants to know, can he use the area less than three above the roof? So Rabbi Yosef allowed him to use the area that come, jutted out above the, above from the skylight, less than three. He said, you know, the fact that he allowed you to do it, when Rabbi Yosef allowed you, he was allowing you according to, according to Rabbah. But according to, but according to, according to uh, Rav Yosef, according to Rav Sheshis, it would be Aser. Okay, Pshit, so one second, it's obviously according to Rabbah. What, what, what's the Chiddush for saying that, that, that he allowed it according to Rabbah? The answer is what? He said that because he, well, I'll tell you why, because he's letting you know that the truth is he had a good reason to believe that here maybe even Rav Sheshis would agree. Why? You might have thought according to Rav Sheshis that the whole house is like it's filled up and therefore even Rav Sheshis would look at the tree as starting from the roof and it's less than three and you're allowed to use it. You'd be allowed to use it even according to Rav Sheshis. You'd be allowed to use it in the in the in the in the within three um, up to, uh, uh, you know uh, above the roof. Come let me know that we don't say that. Rav Sheshis looks at it from growing from the ground in the house, and you're not allowed to you're not allowed to use it. 
We said in the Mishnah that if the roots are three above the ground, you're not allowed to sit on them. What's the case? I want to show you that's such an obvious case. Maybe it's going to be, it's going to be involved in our argument. It says, If it doesn't, if it doesn't bend back down again and come to within three, Pshita, obviously you can't sit on it. That's the, that's the rule everybody knows. Three from the ground, you can't. Isn't it telling me what? That, that, that you can't sit on it even though they, they dip back down, and you can't sit on the part that's, less than, that's, less, that's below three, that dip back down. Kasha to Rabbah, you see, because otherwise, what's the Mishnah? Well, there's no novel point in the Mishnah. Must be to say that Rabbah's case is no good. It says, lo, how'd you keep it? No, it's where the, the root did not dip back down. I said, so, okay, so that's not a Kasha to Rabbah, but what's the case? It has to be some kind of Chiddush. It says, let me know like this. Let's say, you, let's say you have a root, and on three sides, it's three above, but on one side, there's like a, a dip or, or, or a hill. So, and so, so on one side, it's equal to the ground. And on three sides, it's, it's three above. Then even then there, and it's telling you it's no good. That's considered three above and you can't sit on it. And that's true even according to Rabbah, because Rabbah needs at least two sides, like the ditch, to define it as, as just starting from the ground. But if on three sides, it's from the lower part, then even Rabbah admits you have to measure from the lower part and you can't sit on the part that's, that's within three of the upper ground. Because from three sides, it's clearly coming from the lower ground. We learn We learn in a brisa. If you have the roots of a ground that are that are three from the ground, If there's a hole underneath of them, three below. So again, you can see you can see it's three above. we should see the Even though one side is equal to the ground, like we said, You can't sit on them. Okay, and that's all because that's all considered three above. And the rule is what You can't climb up a tree on Shabbos. You can't hang yourself on a tree. In Shabbos, <laughs> you can't lean on a tree on Shabbos. Well, you're not allowed to climb a tree on Shabbos. Okay, okay. Well, apart, pardon me. You cannot lean on a tree. Furthermore, you can't climb up a tree on Friday afternoon before Shabbos and sit there all Shabbos. It's forbidden to sit in the tree, even passively. That's also forbidden. You can't even climb before on Friday afternoon and sit there all Shabbos. Same rule applies to trees, same rule applies to animals. And now we use animals, lest we will pull off a switch from a tree to hit the animal. But, but that's it. But it's, it's only because of this problem of harvesting. And therefore what? But just the climbing per se is not a problem. If you had a, a pit, a siach, a, a, a ditch, a ma'ara, a cave, a gadar, any a partition, a fence. You can climb up and you can climb down. Okay, even if they're hundred amas, it doesn't matter. It's not a question of climbing. You're allowed to climb. You just can't use trees or animals. Tani chad that we learned in one brayso im olam mutelerei. If a guy went up, uh, um, went up in the tree, he's allowed to come down on Shabbos. But tani chad also the one said no. If he went up, he's not allowed to come down. So, so how do we how do explain the brayso? It's a contradiction. One says you can come down. One says not. Lokasha. Firstly, we say it's not a difficulty we cannot resolve. We'll say Khan, when the brayso said that you're allowed to come down, we both yom. It's when he went up and on Friday he went up on Friday. He's allowed to come down. He's allowed to come down on Shabbos. Why? Because look, he's gonna to have to do something. You know, saying he, he, sitting there is also and coming down is also. So I say, okay, he went up. He went up before on Friday. He can come down. Okay, Khan, when we said that what 
that it's forbidden, when he went up on Shabbos, so then we don't let him come down. Even though one way or another he's going to be doing something wrong, either sitting's wrong or coming down is wrong, we don't let him come down. We, we, we fine him. We could say both is where he went up already on Shabbos. But Lokash, it's still not a difficulty we can't answer. Here's a case where he went up by mistake. He went up, he didn't know it was Shabbos, he didn't know you're not allowed to go on the tree. Uh, and um, and uh, so we let him come down. And Kanmon, we said that he can't come down, is what? But maybe we went up purposely on Shabbos, then we don't let him come down. B-boy, same, another possibility, in either case, both prices are talking where he went up by mistake. The prices are actually, now we, they don't, they're not in agreement, we don't reconcile them, they're actually having an argument. And that is that we, they argue whether, whether even though really we theoretically should let a guy who went up by mistake come down, but we, maybe we have to make a, a fine, we have to fine the mistaken one less the purpose one, because of because of the purposeful one, and therefore even the mistaken one can't come down. Marsalvarkansino, one one opinion, the one the Bryce says you can't come down, says that that either we that we find even the mistaken guy so that we, because of the purposeful guy. Marsalvarkansino, and the and the one that says that we that we let him come down is talking where what where he did it by mistake and we don't find a mistaken person because of a due to a purposeful person. Katana, he says you know this argument of what I should do here I have this crazy problem because I tell you sitting is wrong and coming down is wrong. It's really you're between a rock and a hard place. So what should I do? What should I rather say? Well, let me ask you theoretically, what's better? What's better? So we're going to try and make this comparable to another case where you say, what's better? Be active or be passive? Be passive and sit there. Or be active, come down. Okay, what's better? We're going to throw it out, but we're going to, we're going to make a comparison. Now, we have, we have two types of sacrifice. We have sacrifice with putting blood. We have sacrifice where the blood goes on one side of the, of, the, of the altar, and sacrifice where the blood goes on all four sides. But we do it by just doing two, two corners, and the two corners spritzes to four sides. So we have blood that has to go on one side, and blood that has to go on four sides. So we learn the following. And oh, for, for, for the more you know, we have a prohibition of the Torah. You can't add to the Torah, and you can't take away from the Torah. So if Hashem said to put on one side, you're not allowed to put on, you're not supposed to put on four sides. Hashem put on four sides, you're not supposed to put on one side, you have to put on the four. You can't add and put on four when it's on one. You can't lessen and put it on one when it's supposed to be a four-sided one. So you have a problem. He says, we have a machlokas tanaim. We learned, we learned in the following. In the Mishnah, if you had blood, from from that's supposed to go on one side. Blood of, of one 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 sided blood got mixed up with four with, with one sided blood. No problem. You not do b'matanechos. That's problem. No problem. Put them all on one side. You're fine. Different sacrifices. No problem. Matan arba b'matan arba. If you had sacrifices or all four sided blood and they got mixed together, the bloods you not do b'matan. Or it doesn't matter. The sacrifice got mixed up. Okay. Uh, you not new b'matanarba. Then here, then put it on four sides. No problem. Put them all on the four, two corners. Matanarba, matanachas. But what about, what about the case where four-sided blood got mixed up with one-sided blood? Rabbi Lazar Omer, Rabbi Lazar, says what? You not new b'matanarba. Spritz it four. Okay. Rabbi Yeshua Omar, you not new b'matanachas. Spritz it one. Put it on one side. Wow. What's the, okay now? What's the point? Because because here because Rabbi Lazar says what? Because it's even though what you're that the one side of blood is going to be put for the the obligation to put it on four sides the positive obligation to put it on four sides overrides the negative of putting the one on four so put them all on four. But Yeshua says no, put them on one. He says why? Because because since after the fact he says even 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 oh even if you put four sided blood on one side the sacrifice works okay so there rather than rather than to do the transgression of adding it's better to it's better to put it on one side. Okay, the sacrifice is all going to work anyway. Better put it on one side 
we had to put it on one side. Amar of Rilezer, so Rilezer says to Yeshua, he says, what, if you're gonna tell me to put it on one side, who overall about to grow up, but okay, but the four-sided blood, he's now, he's, he's transgressing the prohibition of lessening, he's doing less, the Torah wanted four, and he's, he's not putting it on one. Amar of Yeshua, so Yeshua said to him, he says, one second, he says, how are you putting it on four sides? He says, according to you, the one on the one, how can you put it on four sides? How are you over about to so If the one, the one-sided blood, you're transgressing, the way you said to do it, he's transgressing that adding, he's putting one on a four. Um, Rabbi Lazar, so Rabbi said to Yeshua, he says, no, he says, he says, don't worry about the adding, why? When do we say what, that I can't add, I can't put one-sided blood, four-sided, when the one-sided blood is by itself? That's when the Torah said it, okay? But when, when, when the one-sided is with the four-sided, there's no problem of one putting one on four. When the one's alone, putting one on four, that's adding. But when the one is mixed up with the four, that's not called putting one, adding. That's not called adding. I'm um, Yeshua, Yeshua said to Rabbi he says, and he says, the other way he says he says he says i'm telling you that when if i put the four on the one together with the one it's not called lessening why when do we say lessening only by itself if i have a four alone and i put it one that's lessening the torah but over here with the four is mixed up with the one that's not called lessening it Yeshua said further a further argument they said kishin asata he says when he, he said he says when he said he, he says what he says if you want to tell me that you should only put it on one, because Asata Avata, pardon me, Yeshua said, right, Rabbi Yeshua is saying to defend himself. He's saying why you should put it on only one. He says, if you put it on four, you did you added, and you did it actively. You actively added by spirit by spritzing on the corners, you actively put it on four when you're supposed to put it on one, the part of the blood that was a one. Be okay, you did an act with your hands, you actively added by putting a one on a four. He says, but when you, when, when you only put it on one, it's true that you lessened, okay? But you didn't do an action. I did actively, when I put it on one, I didn't, I didn't not put it on four, not yet anyway. Not yet. I just put it on one. No, maybe I'll put it on the other one. It's easier. I put it on one. I didn't. So when I put it on one, I'm not actively lessening. You didn't do an active act when you do it that way. So I'm better. So now the so now the way that we're learning it, it comes out that what? It comes out that it comes out that that uh, Rabbi Shu is saying what? Better to do a passive thing, better to be passive, not active, than to do active. So if it's a toss-up between acting and not acting, don't act. That's a, that's that that's a, that's Rabbi Shua's position. And it sounds like and it sounds like that what that Rabbi Lez is saying. Well, no, if it's toss up, act. Okay, better to do it. Let's see. So let's see. So the Rabbi Lez is Amar Hashem Komase Adif. So according to Rabbi Lez, who says what act? Put it on the four. Okay, because it's not alone. Okay, Hachanami Yeret. So then, okay, tell the guy. So then you, you have to do something. If you if you sit there, you're transgressing. And if you come down, you're transgressing, actively transgress, come down. At least you'll do it one second, you won't be sitting there all Shabbos transgressing. says, what better to sit passively, sit and do nothing? Here, better sit there all Shabbos and do nothing. At least you're not actively transgressing, you're just sitting there. What are you going to do? You're passive, but you're transgressing, but you're transgressing passively. He says, come on, he says, maybe it's not that way. Who says, who says any comparison? When did Rebbe Lezer say what over there by the tree? Say Adif that it's better. It, it, but, but when did he say by the blood that it's better to do an action? Spritz it on the four. Elder Kavid mitzvah because at least when he's doing the four, he's doing a mitzvah. He still at least the blood that's four. He's doing a mitzvah, putting it on. He's doing a mitzvah. Okay, he's doing a mitzvah of, of, of sprinkling the blood. Okay. Okay. 
over here, over here, where the guy's going to come down the tree, he's not doing a mitzvah coming down. So then it's maybe in here he would agree better to sit, to sit tight. He shouldn't, he shouldn't go down. Alternatively, I could also make another discomparison. I can look how Yeshua Hashem. When do Rabbi Yeshua say, say over there by the tree, uh, by, by the blood, Shevelo Taisa? Oh, they've better to better to do a passive act, better to put it on one and 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 passively lessen than putting it on four and actively adding Ella. But he said he said it only there. Better to be passive, low Kabbalisura. But when he's being passive, he's not transgressing anything. the But here, when he's sitting in the tree passively, he's every minute he's transgressing, sitting in the tree. Even he would agree that over here you have to come down. Okay, now let's see if we can finish up quickly. Tani Chada, we learned in one Braisa, Echad Ilan Lach, Echad Ilan Yavish. It makes no difference whether, I'm going to use the word living and dead right now, because we're going to, we're going to debate it, but living and dead. Wet tree, a, a living tree, a dry tree, dead tree. Echad Ilan Lach, Echad Ilan Lavish. It makes no difference whether it's a living tree or a dead tree, wet or dry. Okay, that what? That, that one Braisa says you cannot, you cannot use the tree on Shabbos. Now, see, remember, since the whole reason is harvesting, harvesting a dead tree is not a, is not a prohibition. But nevertheless, he said, whether it's dead or alive, uh, 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 you cannot use the tree. But Tanyidich, another bright says, when is it you can't use the tree? Balach, only by a living tree. But by a dry tree, by a dead tree, you're allowed to sit, you're allowed to use the tree. I said, the Bryce is contradicting. He says, that's not a difficulty we cannot resolve. Khan, because she gives him aflich. No, where did we say you can, when did we say that what, that you can't, that whether it's wet or dry, you can't use it? It's when the trunk will, 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 uh, um, even though it's dry, it's going to replace itself. And when we said when we said when we said that it's that it's permissible to use the dry one, it's when it's not going to re- replenish itself. The question is, come on, what are you talking about? How can you call a tree dry, dead, when it's going to replace its tree? That's not called a dry tree. Dry tree is dead. That doesn't work. El Lokasha, so you have to solve it this. The Gemara rejects this. El Lokasha. We can say it's not a contradiction, it's not a difficulty we cannot resolve. Kanbi Mosachama. The Brisa that says what? The Brisa that says that I'm allowed to use a dry tree, a dead tree, that's in the summertime. Why? Because you can see the difference between a dead tree and a live tree in the summertime. The live trees have foliage and the dead trees and the dead trees don't. Okay? Khan, okay, Khan, but over here, here when we said that you can't use it dead or alive, it's during the wintertime when all the trees are, are leafless. Okay, so you can't tell the difference. And there, we, we, if, if you use a dead tree, you use a live tree, or it'll look like you're using a live tree. Another answer is what? Uh, okay, okay, Bimosa, I, I, I already preempted. The Gemara explains. Bimosa Chama in the summertime on Nitri Pe. Uh, no, 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 pardon me. So now the Gemara asks one second. Even in the summertime where I can clearly see the difference between a dead tree and a live tree, how can you tell me I can use a dead tree? Uh, he says he says what he says he says there's still he says there's still fruits on the tree that you're gonna that you can knock off and you'll you knock them off okay and what and if you do that it'll look and people will come to knock off fruits from from living trees the answer but like a period no even where we're saying when we allowed you to use a dead tree in the summertime it has to be a dead tree that's not only dead but it has no fruits left on it I have a canary can say even so but you're gonna knock twigs off you knock branches off so even so we should we should forbid it lest you do it on a live tree the answer is but Nope, it's where just the trunk is left. There's no branches either. No, 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 no small branches. Okay, we just we have no branches. Ini says the Gemara. He says, is that really true that you're allowed to use dead trees? Waha, Rav Ikla la apastia. He came to a place called apastia, but also big dude. He said, what? Even, 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 even just a, 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 a branchless tree. Okay, he didn't let them use it. 
The answer is, you're right, he did, that's true, but that's not the halacha. He did that because he's very strict because the people were totally ignorant. Rab, a big Rab found a, a, an a, a open field and he made a fence around it. The people where he went were really, really not Torah people. And if you would let them do the true law that they could use, the, that they could use the trunk, the, you know, the, the branchless trunk, okay, they'll come to, okay, they will come to, um, use one of the branches, etc. And therefore, but even Rav himself agrees that the halach is like we said, but in that place he was particularly stringent. But the law is that you can. Now, we're, this is all going to become uh, academic in one minute, but right now we're saying, he says, you're not allowed to walk on grass on Shabbos. Why? As the Pasuk says, if a person is impetuous with his, with his legs, he's going to sin. And then what, so the problem is what? How are you going to sin? Because the guy's going to uh, pluck up the grass by walking on the grass on Shabbos. Tani Chad, we learned that one Brisa, Mutalele Chagabas on Shabbos. One Brisa says you're allowed to walk on grass on Shabbos. But Tani Yidich, the other one says also, you're not allowed to walk on grass on Shabbos. Look, Asha, it's not a difficulty that we can't resolve. Ha, oh, the Brisa, this one, the Brisa that says what, that you're not allowed to walk, but Lachim is when it's live grass, it's wet. Okay, but ha, oh, the Brisa says you can't be a Vashim, okay, because because the dead, dead, the dead grass, the dry grass is like they already picked. It makes no, it makes no, it makes no difference. I it's like, it's like they're ready, we're harvested. It makes no difference. Or alternative, they can sit another way. Both are talking about wet grass, moist grass. But low kash, it's still no difficulty. Khan, the brysa that said it's forbidden to walk on the grass, that's in the summertime when there are seeds in the grass. And the summertime is full of seed, where that's going to be the, the problem. You're going to knock the seeds out. And Khan, here, when we said that it's permissible, it's in the wintertime when there's no seeds in the grass. No, forget about it. I can knock out the seed, the seed issue the other way. We can say, like, both of them are even in the summertime when there's when the seeds, but it's not not about the seeds. Ha the same asani. Here's where he's wearing shoes, okay? And therefore what? We're not afraid he's gonna pluck so his toes are not exposed, even he's not gonna pluck up the grass. Ha, and the Bryce says it's forbidden to walk on the grass, low Simon Sani. He's not wearing shoes, and therefore the, the grass is going to get caught between his toes and be plucked up. You might say another possibility. Both of the prices are talking where he's wearing shoes. Aye, so what's the, what's, the, what's the argument? What's the difference? One is where he has cleats. Um, you know, like bent nails that are going to that are going to pluck up the grass. Ha the Leslie Ukte. And this one he doesn't have doesn't have cleats, the bent nails which are going to and therefore you're allowed to walk on the grass. So you same another possibility. Ha ha the slave ukte. Both of them he has cleats, bent nails on his shoes. Here, the case where the field has long grass, okay, that's likely to be pulled up, okay, get caught in the cleats. And this one doesn't have long grass that's likely to get picked up in the in the cleats. But even though the Kaimalan, but these days where, where we where we accept as the accepted halacha, the famous principle who says that what? That anything you don't intend to do, as long as it's not necessarily going to happen, you're allowed to do on Shabbos. Like you can drag a bench across the ground because it, even though it might make a furrow, since it's not necessarily going to make a furrow, it's fine because you don't intend to make a furrow anyway. Kulashari, all these cases we learned are all permissible. Why? Because it's not necessarily going to happen and you don't intend to pluck anything up, you can do it. We're going to see this connected because of the verse that we quoted. A man's not allowed to force his wife to have to, to have relations with him. She can't push her. He can't over, overpower her. Because when the pastor said, a person with his legs, he acts impetuously, he sins. It's talking about, that's a, that's a euphemism for relations. A person pushes his wife, he forces her into having relations. For this mitzvah, we'll have children 
children who are not straight. What's the pasuk that shows us? Also, without now, we, instead of reading without understanding, without permission, when something is done without permission against someone's will, nefesh it's going to bring about a, 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 a spirit that's not good. We also learned the brisa that supports this. Also, without permission, it makes a bad, a bad, a bad person. That's a person who forces his wife to do this mitzvah. When he said a person is impetuous by the legs, he sins. That's talking about a person who has intercourse and has again intercourse. He's bothering his wife. He's making her do it. The Gemara says, is that true? I thought we learned it's very good to have intercourse twice in a row. If you want to have boys all the time, and to have boys, you want the woman to the woman to uh, climax first. Okay, so he should do, he should have intercourse and then repeat it. Why? Because she'll be, from the first one, she'll be aroused, and the second one, she'll, and she'll, she'll climax. Uh, okay? Uh, and she'll come before the man. She'll come to, come to climax before the man. Says, Lukasha, the Gemara says what? The Gemara says, it's not any difficulty. Khan ladas, Khan shalodas. The answer is there's no, there's no contradiction. They're talking about two different cases. The case where we said it's a bad thing is where he's doing it not with, the, not with her desire, not with her will. But if she's willing, she wants, so then it's very good to have intercourse twice in a row. Any woman who directly asks her husband for relations, she'll have sons that, that, that even in Moshe's generation, they weren't as great as the sons that she'll have. Where do we see that, that, there's, a, that, that, you could, that, that there's something greater, that you can have greater than Moshe? The generation of Moshe, it's written when they were trying to get the, to choose judges, get men who are wise, deeply understanding, and known to your tribes. But when he finally got to judges, something is missing. I took them, the heads of the tribes, men who are wise, you do, and known. What? But, you, but you notice, he didn't find the deeply understanding ones. They couldn't get him. He wanted wise and deeply understanding. He didn't get the deeply understanding. But by Leah, it's written, Leah came out to greet her husband. She said, Come to me tonight, she said, because I, ran, I paid for you, I rented you. Okay? Uh, 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 I rented you, you know. Remember, and and what, and she, and 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 she, with that, with that, she gave birth, that from that relation, she gave birth to Yisachar. Oksivin, it's written, Bnei Yisachar, the children of Yisachar. Those people have the, the know, they have the deep understanding of the times. So you see that that her children did have what the deep understanding, even greater than the generation of Moshe. So you see from her direct petitioning of, of, of relations, she had a child that was that was greater than the generation of Moshe. Ini, Gemara says, one second, is that, how can that be? How can you tell me it's a good thing? Didn't we learn that Chava was cursed? Ten curses, dechsiv as it's written. He says, he says, the woman, she says, I'll greatly increase your pain. It says, and that's the two type drops of blood that she has that, that, that causes her pain. One is menstrual blood. One is the blood of, 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 of taking away the virginity. It's your pain. Okay, your sadness, that's the, that's, the, that's the sadness of raising children. Heronech, your pregnancy, that's the pain of being pregnant. 
and they get sick all the time. In, in pain, you'll give birth to children. That's obvious what it's talking about. The pain of childbirth itself. And your desire will be for your husband. That's also a problem. Okay, woman has a deep desire for husband when he's leaving. Okay, and he'll rule you. From this world that he rules, that she can she can request only in her heart, but not explicitly. And the husband requests explicitly. He, and it says, and this is a good this is a good character trait that the women don't ask for intercourse directly. Okay, that's a, that's a good thing. Okay, so how do you how do you tell me that it was a good thing that they don't ask directly? I can tell me it's a good thing that they ask directly. Question is one second. Okay, when did we say uh, uh, um, uh, that uh, that she asked directly? We don't mean to say what that she asked truly directly. Ella, it's where it's where she it's where she she uh, she acts in a in a uh, inviting manner that beautifies herself from etc. Uh, uh, that makes it clear that she wants him to uh, have relations. Now we'll go on a second, but after we just go right back to the original quote that we quoted. One second. Didn't we see that? Didn't we see that? Uh, that we, we said there were ten curses. He only mentioned three of them. Where's the other three? We only mentioned seven. Where are the Hanishiva Havian? Those are seventy mentioned. Where's the other three? Kiyatur of Dimri. So Dimri came. He told us what the other three curses were. He says Omer. He says She's wrapped up like a person in mourning. The mourning mourners used to wrap their head in their days, and the woman doesn't go out with her head uncovered. She's separated from everybody. We'll see what that means in one minute. She's separated from all men. She's and she's in prison. Women stay home all the time. Okay, my okay. we call What do we mean that she's separated from all people? She's excommunicated. If you say because she's not allowed to be alone with a man, okay, the man is also she's she's she, he's a separated. She is. Men can't be alone with women. Women can't be alone with men. It's no a woman as opposed to a man. She can't have two husbands. Whereas a man can have two wives. A woman can't have two husbands. She's separate from all men. In a bris, we learned a different three. Yeah. These three we learned Megadella Seraclilis, she she grows her hair like this like this uh, like this uh, spirit. Okay? And and she sits to urinate like like a female mule does. And she has to be a pillow for husband. She's below when they're together. And so one second then how come Rav Dimi didn't say these three? The answer is what? Hani Shevachulai says, no, these three are actually appraised. They're not a curse. These are three good things. You'll, you'll teach us from the animals of the earth. You make us wise from the birds of the heaven. You teach us how to behave from animals. That's like the female mule that, that crouches down and urinates. It's a good thing. And you'll teach us from the birds of the heaven. You'll give us wisdom. This is the, this is the rooster that first appeases the female and then only has intercourse. As we'll see, because if you see the, the rooster, it spreads its wings out and bows its head, as we'll see in a minute. Um, Rabbi, Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says, we'll explain in a minute. If the Torah had been given, we would learn modesty from a cat. We learn theft, not to, not to steal from, from, from ants. And we learn in, uh, forbidden sexual relations, uh, uh, unfaithfulness, we learn from a, not being unfaithful, we learn from a, 
um, from the dove. Derecheres mitanigol, okay, where, we, where would we learn uh, proper um, character from the, from the rooster? Shemafayis v'chachabo, because he first appeases the female and only then lives with her. How does he appease her? What he does is, this is what the rooster, when he spreads his wing, this is what he's saying to the, to the female. He's saying, I'm going to buy you, I'm going to buy you a coat that's going to come all the way down to your feet. He's showing her how with his wings, how it's going to come all the way down. Okay. And after that, then when he bows his head, what does he say to her? He's saying to her, he says, may that rooster, he meaning talking about himself, he says, he's saying, may his crown be cut off, I'll have the money and not buy it for you, the crown, my, my crown should be cut off. That's what he's saying to her. And that is a daf. Everyone have a wonderful day.